so we are really at the top of Yud Aleph and Mabez. Um Just to remind us of where we were, um, that uh, on, on Yud Aleph and Aleph, we, we had said, Rabbi Huda said in the name of Rav, that the tsara of a sota is a sura. Um, and why is that? Because the language of Tumah is used by a sota, and that makes her like the Arayos. And then, so some started to attack Rav, um, first of Chista said, we have a case of this woman whose husband had, you know, gone from Medina Sayyam, and then she, he, they believe that he passes away, so they allow her to marry somebody else, and he comes back, um, and her status, and that was sort of rejected because, uh, and nevertheless, you do Khalitz in that case, and that was rejected because that was really a din of, that wasn't Sotan Daraisa, that was Sotan Darabanan. So the fact that in that case, you know, there was a possibility of Yibam or Khalitza with her, the Tzara was not really a great example um, and again, the Havamina was because maybe you, you would compare them all the same, but the bottom line is it wasn't. So the Gemara then tried again on the again on the Banyu Dalaf and said, Mesev of Ashi, Nichnesa Imo Le Seisir, Veshasa Imo Kede Tuma, Asur Le Besev, Asur Le Chabachuma, Vimes Cholatis, Felemisa Bemis. So the case basically where she had, um, he had already warned her not to uh, seclude herself with this man, then she does so with Adim, so she becomes forbidden to him. She can't eat Shuma if he's a Kohen, and if he dies, that she does Chalitza. So the Gemara jumped on that. Oh, see, even though she's a sewer to him, if he dies, she still does Chalitza. What do you see? You see that um, even in the case of Sota, she's not really um, a sewer to him, uh, in the sense that Tzara, at least, you know, we're reason- reasonable to assume, could do Chalitza, um, at the very least. Um, but, um, and the Gemara answered back, what are you talking about? That's not Sota Vada, that's Sota Suffolk, right? Even the Isser at that point isn't because we know for sure she committed adultery, it's that there's a lot of reason to believe that she might have, and therefore we have to separate her from her husband, make her a steward to him, but not because there's an actual certainty that she'd done so. And that's why in that case, she's not Tumba like the Arayos, because it's not a certainty. So the Gemara says, what do you mean? And that's where we left off, in the third line. Umaishna Sota Vadai. So what? Who told me now that the case of Sota Vadai, where she for sure committed adultery, that's so much worse? Because it says the word Tuma about her, right? But the, 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 the language that we've been using the whole time is that it says that she becomes Tumaya to him. Sota Suffolk Nami Tuma When it comes to the Suffolk Sota, I mean the Sota who's been warned and it then secludes herself with the man again, anyways. Um, it also says Tuma better. How do I know what this sign is? It says in a bright side, Rabbi Yosi ben Kippar, Omer, Rabbi Yosi ben Kippar says, and we're going to have to hold on to this machlok, it's Rabbi Yosi ben Kippar and the Rabbanan, it's going to become important for us as we continue on this Amud. So Rabbi Yosi ben Kippar says, Mishum Rabbi Lazar, Hamachzer Grushaso Minani Yisuin. So let's make sure we know what Machzer Grushaso means. Meaning, man and woman are married, they get divorced, and then he remarries her. So if he's not a Kohen, that's fine, right? A man can, if a man and woman get divorced, they can get remarried. That there's no isra there. However, if she goes ahead and she marries somebody else, now she becomes a sewer to her original husband. So right, Reuben and, and, Ra- and Rachel are married. Reuben and Rachel got divorced, and then Rachel goes ahead and marries, uh, you know, uh, Binyamin. So not not Reuben's brother, just some other guy. Um, uh, so if she marries him, so now she has be- she's become you know connected to a different man. Now she can't go back to her original husband. The question is, what has to happen in that new relationship? 
right, does that new relationship, is, it, is her original relationship only severed when she actually has Nisuin, when she's fully married to, uh, to her, her new husband, or even if they just do Kiddushin, just do Erisin, basically she only gets engaged to him. Right? They're not, they don't, uh, um, they didn't, haven't finished the process of marriage of doing Yisuin. When we get to Mesechah's Kiddushin, we'll talk a lot about the difference between Erisin, which is more like halachic engagement, and Yisuin, which is the actual marriage, right? Which we do together under the chuppah. We do the first cup of wine is, is Erisin, and this, that's Harim Kiddush. In the second cup, when we do the Shavrachas, that's Nisuin. The two stages, but they used to do them very, very far apart from each other, a year apart. Um, so the question is, which one, which one actually makes her now no longer able to marry, go back and marry her original husband? So, um, so he says as follows: If she goes ahead and she marries a new, she divorces, she divorces from her husband, marries a new man, and they have nisuin, they're fully married. Then she's a surah, meaning then she can't ever go back, even if she gets divorced from the new husband. She can't go back to the, or he dies, she can't go back to the original husband. Mina erisin muteris. But if he just gets engaged to him, again, not just our regular engagement, but halachic engagement. Uh, so that, in that case, uh, she and he, let's say then she gets divorced from him or he dies, she's allowed to go back to her original husband. Right? She's only not allowed to go back when she's become hutama. She only has, uh, you know, they only have uh, relations with each other once the nisuna has taken place. So the assumption being, it's only once she's become fully Tamea, in a sense. Again, she's Tamea not because she did something forbidden, but she's Tamea because she's married somebody else, and that disqualifies her from the original husband. So that's, so that's the opinion of Rabbi Yosef ben Kippur. He said, in the name of Rabbi Lazar, that it's only when she goes ahead and marries, does a full Nisun with somebody else, that she now can't go back to her original husband. Whether it's Eresin, whether it's Nisun, Asura. She becomes Asura to her original husband. Okay, but according to the Rabbanon, what's the point of that Pasuk? Acharei Hutama. Acharei Hutama, according to the Yosef, comes to teach me that she, it's only after Nisuin that she can't go back to her original husband. So, what for, so the Rabbanon, what does Acharei Hutama mean? The Rabbos, Sota Shinistara. It comes to include a Sota who, again, she, a woman who did not, we don't know for sure that she, violated, that she, uh, committed adultery, but she was Nistara, she secluded herself from the man after being warned not to, so that also is considered Hutama. That's considered like she is um, uh, Tamea. Why is this helpful for our conversation? The point being, Rab's whole point had been to make a distinction between Sota Shinistara, Suffolk Sota, and Avade Sota. The point that the Gemara is making here is that what are you talking about? We see now that even by Suffolk Sota, right, Sota Shinistara, in such a case, that she um, is considered Timea, right? And in which case, maybe you'd say the same thing, that her tzara, you know, or, or that's your language that explains the distinction. That's not really a good distinction. So Gemara's not totally happy. Uh, uh, it says, my Nistara, what's Nistara? Nivala, right? So I said, what are you talking about? Nistara doesn't mean that she just, uh, she just, you know, had yichud with him, and she secluded herself. It means that she actually, with him. They actually had relations. She actually committed the actual Isser. Um, so, for my Karla Nistara. So, why do you call it, uh, why do you say Nistara? It's a, it's a clean language. You say she was Nistara. She secluded herself. It's a language to say, you know, to, you know it's a euphemism for the actual act. In which case, no, this is not telling me something about, uh, you know, uh, a suffix. So, this is talking about a Vade Sota. Uh, so, no, there's no distinction here. Um, Asagmar says, Nivala, Tuma Behejik Sivba. 
Vinistra vehinid meya. What do you mean? So the Gemara says that's not true. Don't tell me that nistra means a euphemism for for nitma. That's not for tmeya. It's not true because when it comes to um, actual adultery itself, the actual act, the Torah uses the language already. Vinistra vehinid meya. So what do I need? Uh, what do I need the language of another case of hutama to teach me that that real that a real adulteress is a surutor husband? So it says the Gemara lemekam alabalav. No, you do need the, the language again to to, to add uh, an actual losase um, that if she would that that if she would go ahead, and if he would go ahead and he would be with her again, he would have a, a, a losase of, of being with her. But nevertheless, the the point is that uh, there, there seems to be, or the Gemara wants to argue at least at this point, that there's this distinction, uh, well, sorry, it's a rejection of the attack on Rav. Um, the attack on Rav was that, wait a second, we have the language of Tamea even by a suffix sota, and therefore don't make this, don't tell me that, um, that they're, both, you know, they're both the same. Rav is trying to, again, make this distinction. And the answer is, there really is a distinction. Um, and that the language of Tuma really is only used by Vade sota, um, and it's not used by the suffix sota. Um, in which case, again, Rav is still okay with his argument that specifically it's the case of Sara uh, Sota, um, who's a sura totally and doesn't do any ibum. Suffolk, uh, Suffolk, uh, case of Suffolk Sota might still be a, di- a, a different case. Fine. Um, but now we started talking about this Machalta to Rabban and Rav Yosef Ben Kippar. We're going to talk about Rav Yosef Ben Kippar's opinion for a second. So the Gemara contains Rav Yosef Ben Kippar, Lav Lav. Besosa sota lacelay. Yosef and Kipa, he actually Kipar holds that there is no um, actual losase right, when it comes to the case of uh, sota, meaning for the husband, meaning it's usher, but there's no actual losase in the uh, by suffix sota. Um, again, because he used because according to him that original pasuk, which said. Um, um, the pasuk that said achariy shehu tama. Rabbi Yosef and Kippur said that's to teach me that it's only machja uh, grushaso from a nisuin that ends up um, that ends up being a surah to, to her husband, but, for, but from Eretz and she can go back. So the point is, he doesn't have that pasuk of hutama available to talk about a case of soja shenistera. So again, it doesn't mean that that it's mutter, but it means that it's not it's not los uh, losase. Uh, meaning, in the, in the distinction between being a losase or not is whether you would get malchus, for example. Would you get lashes if you violated the iser? Um, okay. V'afiluzanainami. And even if she actually commits the actual case, actual adultery, if she would do znus, she also, there also wouldn't be a losase for him to go back, you know, and marry his wife again. My taima, havaya ve'ishas ksiva. Because when it comes to this case, it says havaya ve'ishas. What, what, does that, what does that mean? Look at Rashi. Rashi says, Havaya ve'ishus ksiva is like six lines down in the skinny Rashi's. But osa hane asara lebaila yeshpa havaya dixiv vayisali isha cher ishus dixiv u kiamusa kiamusa isha acharon lo yucha balah rishon balah rishon mishenise sa acher ayadei kedushin ve'ishus u kugon digirsha harishon hu dekai kama belo yuchal avamizana tachtav lo meaning the the original point was that in the case of Master Grushaso is that again a man remarrying the woman he had divorced, the Pasuk says that once she goes for high the Ishachar, she goes to a new man, so that's when she becomes a Suratim. But only if there's a Havaya, if she actually goes ahead and she's actually Bahaisal Ishachar, she's actually married to him only when she does Nisuin and becomes uh, 
becomes married to him. That's where she's, uh, you know, uh, not allowed to come back. Um, right, but if she would go ahead and she would actually become an adulteress, so she's not she's a sewer to him. But there's but the actual law doesn't apply. Fine. Um, Okay, fine. So that just that just closes up the Machlokas Rabbanan and Rabbi Yosef and Kifar. But but we still are left kind of with our um, you know that Rab's point is still Rab's point. Uh, his original point about leaving the uh, uh, that the, the, the specifically in the Sotavada case is the case where the Tzara is going to be excluded also from Yibum because the original wife is considered Hutama. She's considered uh, um, Arayos, right? Isra Karis to her to her original husband. Um, Okay. Um, fine. The Gemara now asks, So if Yehuda now asks for Sheshes, similar case. A man, again, was married to his wife. He divorces her and she goes ahead and she marries somebody else and she does full Nisuin. She marries him totally. Okay. And now he marries her again. And he has another wife. Okay. So Ruvain was married to, uh, married to uh, Rivka, Rachel and Leah, okay? Uh, no, let's do, sorry. He's married to Rivka and Sipora because they're not sisters, okay? So Ruben's married to Rivka and Sipora. Uh, Rivka goes, he divorces Rivka. She goes ahead and marries another man and a full marriage. They get, they get divorced and Ruben takes Rivka back. After he takes Rivka back, again, she had been fully married to somebody else. He takes her back. Now he dies without any children. So now he has his first wife, one wife, Rivka, who's a, who's a, uh, you know, a woman who was originally a steward to him, but she married him anyway. He married her anyways. And he has his, uh, the, the co-wife, right? Uh, Tzipora. And, and Shimon is waiting to do Yibo. So what's the status of the co-wife in such a case? Okay? So, Machzer Grushaso Mishanises Umeis Right? What is the, what's the status of that Sarah? Obviously, the status of the Sarah depends on the status of Rivka. Right? What was her status in terms of the Isser that applied between her and her you know, original husband when he took her back, the Isser? If that, if that original connection was totally, uh, you know, um, totally Asr, right? Isser Kares, and then the Sarah is Asura. What's clear is that the original Isser wasn't an Isser Kares, it's some type of other Isser. It's Alosa say it's something else. So we're going to have to figure out what that is and now the, the, explain to us what the status of the tsar is. So um, uh, what happens? So it says the Gemara as follows. Aliba the Rav Yossi ben Kippar. So the Gemara is going to say the same thing two times and flip it. Okay? Whether this question should be asked according to Rav Yossi ben Kippar or should this question be asked according to the Rabbana. In one case it will say, oh, don't even ask according to one, ask according to the other. And then it's going to flip it and say, don't even ask according to the other, ask according to the first one. So we're going to see how it's going to work out. So it says more like this. I'll leave it to you. keep our low By the way, if you're using the art scroll, uh, there's a little uh, chart at the bottom on 11B3. has a little chart of this whole conversation. Yosef and Kifar and the Rabbanon and what they're asking and what they care about. So um, it says as follows. I'll leave it to Yosef and Kifar. Don't even ask me that such a question according to Yosef and Kifar. Why? Again, Yosef and Kifar was the one who made a distinction between Machter Grushasa from Erison and from Nisuin. 
Okay, why? Kevin Damar Yosef Ben Kippur Tuma B'Machzer Gushasa Hu Dichsiva. Rabbi Yosef Ben Kippur is one who used the word Ashehu Tama, but he used that what for specifically Machzer Gushasa, right? The man who remarries the wife and is no longer allowed to. And that's she was Tuma Hu Tama. This to another man. Okay, if that's true, Sarasa Kemosa. In which case, that her Tsara is the same as her. Um, and even though it says about her that it's a toeva, it's like disgusting to, to marry her. Um, to, sorry, it says toeva he, that she is a toeva, which means to, seems to imply, Rashi points out, a, like a, you know, a, you know, specifically for her, you know, only, uh, only her, the tsara is a toeva. He toeva ve'en baneha toavin. What it seems to mean is that her, She's a toeva, but her children are not. Hatsarasa toeva, but that means her, her, her tsara still is. Okay, so according to Rebosu Ben Kippar, if this, this woman who originally married, again, went back to marry her husband when she was not allowed to from Nisuin, um, she is, don't even ask on Rebosu Ben Kippar. He says she's Temeya. If she's Temeya, then for sure her tsara is going to be Temeya also and will be invalid from, uh, from Yibum with this man. And what about the word toeva? Answer is toeva. He, only her? Yeah, only her, not her children. I Meaning her children are still kshayrim to get married, etc. They can marry Jews. But, the, but um, Rashi points out, look, look at Rashi for one second. Imushim dechsiv ba toevahi. So Rashi says, demasha miutahi, right? Toeva, he, she, only she. It's like, it, uh, it, 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 it means to say only, some, only one Someone's toeva, but as opposed to somebody else who is not. Velot sarasi, Yamanikot said that. Yikalamidrash miuta abaneha de inbita himeno psula lakuna. What it means to say is that if she would again, the man who's master grushaso be iser, he takes her back as she wasn't supposed to. So she is, uh, she's that was a toeva that he took her back. But if they have a child, that child is still her daughter. Their daughter, for example, can marry a kohen. Um, they're not considered uh, the children are not toevos in that sense. But, but the tzara still is. Just by the way, um, this whole conversation, um, there's no question that... Oh yeah, there's no question that this original woman was a sewer to her husband, right? The, the, they were only asking the question about the... About the uh, Jonathan, you're shaking your head, right? What's the question about, like, could you go back in the first place, right? Right, exactly. What's the status of her? So the point is that she's for sure a surah. There's no question that she's a surah. The question is, because she's not, an, again, the other cases, this is where we're getting a little more nuanced. The other cases, she was for sure a surah. Uh, we, we, our question becomes, you know, is, it, is the iser an iser kares? If it's an iser kares, so then like the whole thing's blown up, right? There's no yibam, no chalitza, it doesn't even start. Here, it's a little more nuanced. It's less black and white because here, her relationship with her original husband is for sure forbidden. The question is, it, it, it's not an Isra Kares. It's, an isra, it's a Losase, or maybe not even a Losase. If that's true, the status of the Tzara becomes a little, little more grainy and not as clear. And that's what we're trying to understand. And even the Tzara, um, you, so the question becomes to her, like, is she allowed to do Yibam and Chalitza? Or maybe she can't do Yibam, can only do Chalitza. But no one's really rejecting her from everything. Right? Because again, the original Isra wasn't as bad. How do we know the Isra isn't as bad? Because when the when the master grushaso, it's the the this goes back to the question we mentioned before. The kedushin is tofes. Right? When the man is master grushaso, mina you know mina nisuin, 
no one's, no one's questioning that they're married. They are married. The question is status of the children, it's status of the tzara, but the, the, the kiddushin works, which isn't true by other arayas, as we mentioned before, uh, where kiddushin isn't tofes at all, according to most, most opinions. So anyway, just to make sure we know what we're talking about here, we're not talking about the question of her and her husband, that was asar, they're not allowed to get married. The question becomes, is that Sarah have a status where she can do only chalitza, or can she do yibam and chalitza, basically? So, um, yeah, exactly, fine. Um, just to make sure that's clear. Okay. So the bottom line is they say, don't even ask according to Yosef and Kippar, because according to Yosef and Kippar, for sure she's out because, uh, because, um, she, because she's the same status as the original, as this master Grushasha, which was an Isser, and she's Temeya. And so, again, it doesn't mean that she doesn't do anything. It just means that if, she, if, the, if the man dies without children, the Tzara would have the status of Choletzas. Right? So we would have to do Chalitza with her. But she couldn't do Yib. Um, okay, but rather, what should we ask back in the Gemara? Kiti Bailacha, what I'm really, who we're really asking according to, meaning that's no suffix according to Yosem Kippur. But Kiti Bailacha, I'll leave it to Rabbanan. The real question is according to Rabbanan. Uh, the Rabbanan who held that, um, uh, who had said whether she's from Nisuan, whether she's from um, Arison, for sure he can't marry her, but they use the language of Hutama not to, not to relate to the Master Grushaso. They use the language of, of Hutama to relate to. Um, to relate to the Sota Shanistara. The point being, now the language of Hutama never applied to Master Grushaso. So even though they're actually more Machmir, and they say that uh, even from even uh, Master Grushaso Mina Erison is Usr, yeah, but the level of Isser may not be, or the status may not be quite as bad, and maybe the Tsara could still do Yibo. That's the point. So, Kidibalachali with the Rabbanan, Afagab, the Amra Rabbanan, Tuma Besota, who Dirsev, Meaning, do you say that since the language of Tuma, again, the language of Tuma is written when it comes to the case of the Master Grushasa, but since they made this Jerusha and said, ah, oh, that's a Baisota Shinistara. So do we say, oh, great. Right, sorry, do we say, on the one hand, yes, I know you used it as a Jerusha for Sota Shinistara, but nevertheless, uh, meaning it's still a Pasuk about this relationship. So yeah, you used it to refer to something else, but maybe, come on, it still applies over here, in which case, we'd agree that she's Tameya, and uh, Tzara's Tameya, and she, you have to do Chalitza with her only. Or do we say, oh, Dilma, Kevindi, Akar, Iyakar, since you, it's a very interesting concept, since you already took that Pasuk and darshaned it for somebody else, right, namely the, the Soto Shinistara, do we now say it's gone, and it doesn't apply even in any way to the original case of Master Grusha. So that's the possible suffix that we're asking the Gemara wants to assume uh, about this question. About the, again, the original qu- the question, which was, so the Master Grushasa Mishanises, Umeis, what's the status of the Tzara? Fine. But now the Gemara is going to flip it. Ikeda Amre. Now I'll tell you a different way of asking what the real question really is. Like, what's going on in the mind? Uh, what's going on in the mind of... Uh, Uh, sorry, the, the mind of Yehuda when he asked Rosh this question. So, No, according to Rabbanan, there's not even any question. Why? Right? Take the same as far as what happened. No, they, they said Tumas for sure gone. Tumas not related to Master Grushaso, in which case, she's not Temeya. If she's not Temeya, then for sure the Tzara can do Yibam. Right? According to Rabbanan. 
The real question is the question of My, what do you mean? Right, just flip it the other way. So, no, the question is this, this line. I know you said to Tamar replies to Master Grusha, so, but maybe the Pastor says, he toeva, only her, and not the Tzara. In which case, even the Tzara should be allowed to the Yibum. Or do we say, no, no, he toeva, but in Banea toavin, but really the Tzara still remains a toeva. So, the bottom line is, you, just, you could ask it either, either way, um, according to, depending how you, uh, you know, how strongly you want to, which one you assume is more, has more wiggle room or not. Two ways of asking the question. But the bottom line is, the answer was as follows. We already learned uh, in a Mishnah, a Mishnah in Memdalah and Aleph, which has as follows. And we were not going to know exactly what the case is referring to yet, and we're going to explain it as we move through, and we'll do as best as we can to finish it within the next five minutes. And then, uh, okay. So the case is as follows. Um... Yeah, just look at Rashi for one second. Haisa Achas Kashera. If you look at Rashi, it's like 10 lines up from where we are in the Gemara. Haisa Achas Kashera. Misha Nafu Lefanov Shteyavamos. A man has two Yavamos in front of him, two women that he can do Yibam with. Me'ach Echad, from one brother. Bi'asa O'achalitzasa, Sha'achas Me'am Batera Sarasa. Right? If he does Yibam with one, the other, or, or Chalitza, the other one's good to go. We mentioned this before. You just do, the man just does Yibam or Chalitza with one, and the other one is off the hook. However, what happens if. What if one of them is Kshera, she's permitted, and one of them is not? Okay, what happens in such a case? So if one of them is, so now go back to the Gemara. If one of them is kosher and one of them is not kosher, what is that? We'll see in a second. If he's doing chalitza, he should do chalitza to the one he can't marry anyways. And if, he can, if he's doing yibum, do yibum with the one that is permitted to him. Okay. My kashera, my pesula. What does that mean, kashera? What does that mean, pesula? So ilay me kashera, kashera la alma, pesula, pesula la alma. So if you mean kashera, means kashera to everybody. Meaning Rashi says kashera la alma means that she is permitted to marry a kohen, right? And anyone can marry her. Right? And pesula means that she's out for marrying. She can't marry. She has a restriction on who she can marry. Right? It doesn't mean pesula la alma means she can't marry anybody. But it means that kashera la alma means she's permitted to everyone. Meaning even a kohen and sulama means that she's permitted to everybody except she can't marry a kohen, right? She's a grusha or a chalutza. Um, okay, if that's what that means, right? That, that's her status in general, right? Right? If she's permitted to him, so then who cares, right? Rashi says right? If he happens to be not a kohen, right? So we need to share up sula. There's no difference. She's not pesula to him anyway, so who cares? Marry one, marry the other. Do chalitza one, do chalitza the other. His status makes no difference. He's Yisrael, so it doesn't matter to him. So that can't be what we're referring to here. Okay? Alalav, k'sheh relay, relay, pesula, pesula relay. What it means is a situation where one of the women is permitted to him and one of the women is forbidden to him. Umayni, what are we referring to? Machzir grushasa. Right? The case is that it was his, I believe the case is, it was his uh, wife, sorry,
that, that, that one of the scenarios, one of the women is a woman he was originally married to and then had been divorced from, right? And, and what, the, what we're referring to really is a case of Master Grusha. So, uh, meaning that the, again, the original brother had married a woman he had been divorced from and he has a co-wife, right? Another wife at the same time, and then he dies and the brother has to deal with these two women, right? So one of them was a woman who had been the master Grusha. So she had been the woman who had been remarried and a tzara. And what are we saying? We're saying for the kshera, the woman who wasn't the master Grusha, so he should, he should you know, uh, sorry, the psula, Sorry, the Ksher is the woman who wasn't Master Grushasa, so he can do Yibam with her. And if it was the, the Psula, the woman who was the Master Grushasa of his brother, she's Psula, and he should do, then he can only do Chalitza with her. But the bottom line is that's true. What are we saying? We're saying that with the Tsara, right, the woman who was the Tsara of the Master Grushasa, he's allowed to do Yibam. Right? So that seems to answer our question that she's, she's not Temeya, and she can really do Yibam with her. So Gemara says, no, la, la, olam. So if that was the case and you were forced into that example, you're right, it'd be a good proof that in that case, Master Grushasa, meaning the Tzara is muteris to do Yibum with the brother. Um, however, the Gemara says, not so fast. No, really it means, Ksheira just means, again, basically it's muteris to everybody, only muteris to everybody except for a Kohen. Oh, so if you'd say, so who cares which one he marries? Why are you telling him to do Yibum with this one and Chalitza with that one? Who cares he's permitted to marry both. So the answer is, Mishun Rav Yosef. Am Rav Yosef, Kan Shana Rebbe, Lo Yishpach Adam Mei Boro, Vacherim Tzrichim Lahem. A person shouldn't pour out the water from his, uh, from his uh, bucket when other people need it. What does that mean? Um, Rashi says as follows, Kan Shana Rebbe, Mishun Rav Yosef, Katani Cholitz Absula. Right, what does it mean he should, why is he going ahead and doing Chalitza with the one who's already psula? The answer is because, again, this woman, what, what's her status? Let's just read it in Rashi and then we'll finish up. Uh, what happens when a woman gets, does chalit, when you do chalitza with a woman? What happens? She becomes a sewer to a Kohen, right? A, a, a Kohen can't marry a Grusha or a Chalitza. So if you have two women, right? Uh, the brother passes away, and now the brother has two women to do either Yibam or Chalitza with. One of them is already a Chalitza, or already a Grusha, right? So what, so the halacha is, so the, what we tell him, the, the advice is, if you're going to do Chalitza with one of them, do it with the woman who's already a Surah Do it with the woman who already is, has the status. Are you going to do Chalitza? Yeah, technically you can do Chalitza with the other woman. And what are you going to do? Now you have two women who are Surah Lekohen. That's not nice. Right? It's, not resp- it's not respectful. Right? Don't, don't ruin her, don't put her, handicap her in her future relationships when you could go ahead and do Chalitza with the woman who already is a Surah Lekohen. So that's that's so that's the that's the what's being learned here, and therefore it's not a proof. It's not a case of Master Grushaso. It's just a case of two uh, two uh, sisters who would have followed the same man. Just one was already had lost her status. Oh, was already status of a Surah Lekohen, and that's what that Gemara keeps to teach. It's not teaching me anything else. Um, so we'll stop here, and next week we'll pick up from uh, the bottom of the page.